is the 77 WABC minicast. James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. I could not wait to have you on, Your Highness, because so much has happened during this past week in your country. And we, your subjects, are waiting to hear what our princess, our majesty, thinks about all the wondrous things that have taken place, including the elevation of this new guy, this religious guy, this evangelical guy, this guy who actually dares talk about God as the Speaker of the House instead of the godless one, oops, instead of the other people that have been there. You're, Oh, my goodness, Sir James, I'm so happy to speak with you. What is the question of Mike Johnson? I L-O-V-E love him. I think that this is, I think that this is the answer to a prayer. I think for many, many years the conservative base has been saying, please, can we please have a conservative as Speaker of the House? Somebody please and so old Matt Gates opened up the they were upset. The Republicans wanted to they 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 can't their panties were in a wad. They they couldn't believe it. And how dare he use this deal that that Kevin signed on to and actually get rid of Kevin. Oh, what are we gonna do? And even up until the last minute, Kevin's people were trying to throw interference to see whether he could get his sorry get his to get back in power. And no, it didn't. So then, okay, so Kevin's out. So now we're gonna, now we're gonna go to, and I, and I like him. You know, I like the whip. I, I like that. So, so now we're gonna give it to one of Kevin's guys. We're gonna go to the whip. And nope, that didn't work out. Now we're gonna go to, to Jim Jordan. Oh no! We can't stand Jim Jordan! He's a horrible conservative! He's, 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 He's an election, he, he, he attacks people. So these are the moderate Republicans, by the way, not just the Democrats. The Democrats are just beside themselves. How dare you people actually think about electing somebody competent to be the speaker. So we get past that. So then they go to the guy that they started with anyway, wanted to start with, but couldn't put him up, Emmer. Okay, see, we got somebody for you. He's another one of Kevin's guys, Emmer. Give him. And the guy didn't even make it to the floor. <laughs> Those awful conservatives blocked him. And what happened instead, we get a conservative guy, a guy who talks about faith, a guy who talks about God, who talks about our history, who talks about this is God's calling for all of us, not just me, not just Republicans, for all of us to be able to represent this country. And he's a nice guy. He comes off friendly. He has a smile. He he talks about how he remembers being there with Sheila Jackson Lee when Sheila Jackson Lee was speaking, and and he wants to reach out to Hakeem Jeffries and all the right. And no, 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 it lasted for about two minutes, and the attacks began. Then he says the problem in America in response to this major is with the human heart. And they are losing their 
freaking minds. And I love every second of it. So do I. And this was a stealth uh, event, which, as I agree with you, is an answer to prayer. The way this unfolded is impossible. And the fact that even AP mentioned that Mike Johnson, who's only been in Congress since 2017, he came in with Trump, uh, has few foes. This is a guy whose positions are as solid extremist right wing as you can get, but he is known to be a friend to all. And he is liked by all. And to have that entire Republican conference unanimous at that point, including Emmer and McCarthy and all of his minions, was, a, in my opinion, quite a miracle to have happened. And no one had really heard of him out in the country. So there wasn't the same kind of pressure brought to bear from the conservatives calling their representatives. And, of course, they defied us. And so they were able to make this decision internal to themselves and came up with a fellow whose first act was in the conference to pray. And, you know, that is just unbelievable. And now the first day the media was kind of Googling him and who is this guy? And they landed on, oh, he's an election denier. And so that was the first thing. And, of course, nobody out in the country is upset about somebody who's questioning the election because a lot of people are the 2020 election. But now they have uh, landed on calling him a Christo fascist, which is their smear on Christian believers. And so Daily Beast has now termed him more dangerous than Donald Trump. And so the media is off and running <laughs> so, because they have now really learned, you know, his background. And, and the problem for them is he is an excellent tactician. He is a lawyer, constitutional lawyer. And a I constitutional really, lawyer. I remember, I was like, who is this guy? And I, I did, what did we all did? Googled him. And I came upon a couple of videos that I had seen at the time on hearings. I'm like, oh, this guy, he took apart Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, in a hearing and reduced him to stuttering by this very meticulous, not grandstanding, but he took him apart on the stand, as it were, by questioning and not believing his answers. And he did the same thing with Merrick Garland. Very lawyerly, very methodical, very smart, but bold. He is an unusual combination of of character types. He is he is both as you know solid a conservative as they come, but he has also got a manner that is very friendly and very positive when he's not taking your part on the stand. So this is a guy who has engendered confidence in his in all Republicans, which is an impossibility because you've got the moderates and the liberals, the rhino caucus at loggerheads with the conservatives. And as I had mentioned, you know, you have a 
uh, voter-based position on many things, which hasn't really been represented in Congress. And so there's been a slow reform happening as the voters have sent again and again and again more and more conservatives, even American first conservatives, and they haven't made it to the leadership. Well, now, really, for the first time in decades, we have one of us, as I would call it, in the leadership, not only in the leadership, but as Speaker of the House, the third most powerful office in uh, uh, the American uh, constitutional structure. And he's someone who understands the power of the office as a constitutional lawyer. So this is going to be a unique experience. And, and remember, we were talking about how what Matt Gates, although some people, including your friend Derek Hunter, thought it was a terrible move, but I said kicking over the table and allowing the winds of reform to blow through ended up being what we're seeing, a potential. Now, you, you have to wait and see, of course, because you can never, you know, assume just because a politician says something that that's what will happen. But this guy's different.